Hey, this is Jonathan. And this is Alan, and welcome to the Nerdy Podcast. Jonathan, what are we talking about today? Alan, today we're bringing back one of our favorite type of podcasts. We're making a mixtape. Mixtape. Mixing up the music for you. Mix it. <laughs> uh, yeah, and we have a, a theme that, I don't know, I, I'm, I'm curious to see how the show is going to come out. Uh might be very emotional for the two of us. We are doing breakup <laughs> songs. We're doing a mixtape that you make when you and your best significant other have broken up and you're just heartbroken and locked in your bedroom and don't want anybody to talk to you. And the only thing that understands you is your music. And it, it almost like solidifies your pain at the same time the more you listen to it. It's terrible. Yeah, I, it's it's <laughs> like... The the only words that make any sense to you, your best friends could say whatever to help you out, your family, whatever. But the only thing that talks to you is, is the lyrics on some of these songs. So we've each chosen some songs that we would put on our um, mixtape, our, our what do we call it, the breakup mixtape. The yeah, you, you can call right. it that. Yeah, sure. Broken so, heart. So uh, broken heart. Okay. Mm-hmm. So this is the official. This will be the official Nerd Me Broken Heart mixtape. Oh, so wow. if you if you find yourself in the fortunate position of having a broken heart, just cue up these songs on your quote unquote playlist technology. <laughs> bah. And uh, this will help you get through it. Hopefully. If you guys have Spotify, there is a Nerd Me playlist if you want to look for that. Every song that we've mentioned or we talked about on the show is on that playlist. And so we're going to add these songs on it too. Oh, yeah. awesome. Yeah. I guess I should get Spotify. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Yeah, All right. Why not? So, um, since we are both children of the '80s and our show revolves around the '80s, and we were talking about a mixtape, I think it's pretty safe to say, Alan. I'm not going to speak for you, but I'm I'm going to say it's pretty safe to say that most of these songs were on our Broken Hearts mixtape due to some high school heartache, and there was no heartache worse than a high school heartache. I don't think. Oh, it's because terrible. Emotions are magnified a billion fold. Right? <laughs> that that puberty stuff it, it plays tricks with your brain. It's, it's a rough couple of years there. Yeah. Lots of lots of changes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. So these are these these are we are our most emotional vulnerabilities. We're still trying to figure out who we are and what we're going to be. And uh, we we thought we'd have that significant other next to us the whole ride through, even though you only dated three weeks. <laughs> and uh yeah and then it ends for you know could be another guy or another who knows who knows why things end i wonder if in, if it's like in the 80s and 90s maybe even 2000s i guess mostly 80s and 90s i wonder if radio play had a bigger impact on you because you know there, there weren't any mp3s around so it wasn't like you just queue up your music and, and play so it'd be you know it'd be on the radio and it almost seemed like appropriate sometimes like oh my god there's that song and you're driving and you hear the song you know it sometimes has a little more impact on it because it just comes out of the blue especially if you're down yeah yeah I'm, well even nowadays if i'm listening to my uh 
Pandora or I used to have satellite radio and one of these songs comes on, it, it brings you back. You know? Yeah, sure. It brings you back. And there's this, it's weird how you feel that nostalgia in the pain. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, man, I remember when this song made me feel this way. And, and what made, why was that song important? Oh, because this girl made me feel this way. And then, you know, depending on the, the girl or the song, you're like, man, I haven't thought about that girl that moment in so long. And uh, you, you kind of relive the pain, but it doesn't hurt as much. You just kind of re- remember it more intellectually, I guess. But it's it's nice to go back and, and feel that kind of stuff, I think, at least. Yeah. You know, actually, though, when I went through my list, I, I felt kind of good in the sense that, like, yeah, there, you know, these songs have some meaning to me and stuff, but I can definitely say I had more uh, happier relationships and really sad, sad ones, you know, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and, and, you know, any relationship doesn't work usually ends up sad, unless you're due to breaking up. Even yeah. Even sad, too. You know what I mean? <laughs> Even that could be sad. Um, my songs are kind of universal. They're not tied to any one particular relationship. Lies. You know what I mean? Yeah. What? Huh? <laughs> huh? What was that? Where'd that come from? Yeah. Um, no, it's not tied. They're not tied to any one particular relationship, but uh, they still work and and they still had that impact on me that um they used to have back okay. in the day. All right, so let's get this party started. Put it put it a quarter in the jukebox and hit your first song. Okay, put in the quarter in the jukebox. Okay, Jonathan, my first song here, this song came out, oh, this is like, geez, I want to say 90s maybe, late 90s or so. Uh, It is sung by Lisa Loeb. I don't know if she's a one-hit wonder. She may have had another song big, but the biggest one that she had that I remember was that song called Stay, I Missed You. And that song, I think, debuted in the movie called Reality Bites, uh, which was, I think Ethan Hawke was in that movie. I can't, uh, and... uh, Ethan Hawke, Winona Ryder. Winona Ryder, yeah. Those, those Janine things. Garofalo. Oh, was she really? Steve Zahn. Yeah. Oh. Why do I know this? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I only saw the movie once. But this song is a, is a very catchy song. And it's an instant, like, if you really listen deep to the lyrics, um, she kind of goes back and forth with in her head. Kind of like, like, when I listen to the song, I'm not too sure if she's criticizing herself or, or it comes off as he's criticizing her. And at the very end, she says, well, I missed you, you know, and, and it almost seems like she's regretting something like regretting either breaking up, leaving him or something. Right. Oh, but so she's. Oh, OK. That's a, that's a twist. So she did the breakup and now she's regretting it. Yeah. I mean, that's that's how we always perceive that song. And then uh, this song does have a meaning to me. And I was uh, studying in another country and and I was dating someone at the time. And, and and not I don't think it was the lyrics that really hit home to me, but it was it, it was indication of how it, like emotionally we have kind of grown apart too. Because I remember her saying, "Oh, well, I like this song, but you just probably won't like it." And she told me what the song was. I'm like, "Oh no, I do like that song." And at that moment, I was like, "Boy, we probably just don't know each other anymore." <laughs> you know, <laughs> more than just a thousand miles away. But we we it was at that indication like, "Oh, we're drifting." You know, because you know when when you're first in love or. When you're dating there are just a lot of things that you find like a lot of similarities you know yeah music foods things that just are very intuitive and then this is well, that one point where we're like no we were like ah this is something different yeah well long distance is hard i mean shoot i i lived an hour away from girlfriends and that was hard i can imagine <laughs> we're being 
<laughs> being two, three thousand miles away from him. Pretty far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. But yeah, it, it's a great song. It's, it's one of the best one-hit wonders of the '90s. Which, by the way, show idea. Um, <laughs> it, it's it came out in 1995, and uh, it's so dang cute in the video too. I mean, it's a little. She still looks like that. It's. It's those eyeglasses, almost, man. Like, yeah, it must be. Sally Jassy Raphael. Jassy? Yeah. Sally Jesse. <laughs> Sally Jassy. <laughs> yeah, those trademark um, uh, iframes. Yeah, she's just a cutie. She's that girl next door look going for her. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's almost 30 years later. She, well, 25, I guess, at this point. And she still looks good. I uh, like that. So This song still um, gets a lot of radio play. I mean, I hear it every now and then. Yeah, it's, it's really one of those... I don't, I don't want to use the word iconic, but it's, it's very, it's a very popular song. Yeah. Still today. And, you know, it's when you don't change the station when it comes on. Right, right. It's a very pleasing song. And it's so simple, too. It's it's like very, it's acoustical, I think, right? Yeah. Yeah, you can see With that. some drum in the background, I think. And it's just a very simple, and the lyrics are great. Right, right. I read up on her, uh, this particular song. Apparently, she was the first person hit number one, and she was still unsigned by, uh, by like, a, a record album. Really? That, that's bizarre, yeah. The first artist to top the U.S. charts before being signed by any record label. Look at that. Now, did, did, did Ethan Hawke have something to do with, like, getting her on the soundtrack or something? Because I know he directed her video. It's something like their neighbors or their close friends, and then he pushed it off to Ben Stiller, and then, then it... Then boom. Then he just put History in was made. Yeah, that's sad pretty cool. Sad, sad but fun song. Oh, she was supposed to be playing music in the background. Oops. <laughs> Do it in post. Um, yeah. yeah, so that's a really good song. And and that you can connect it to that long distance relationship. That's pretty cool. Yeah. All right, what's your song? All right, so this song is by one of my all time favorite groups. I mentioned them quite a few times on the show on different shows for different reasons because any chance I can get to let people know how great a band this is I will take it Springsteen? Um, no it's not a Bruce song no you know ah. Bruce <laughs> I'm not a Bruce is known for his love songs no? uh no Tunnel of Love that's not a love song uh yeah but even but it's it, I mean with the beat it might be a love song but it's not like a love song you know what I mean okay even the beat's a little it's a little too fast. I, yeah, Bruce isn't known for the ballads. Okay. I would, I would say. At I least. like that song. Um, so it's on Bruce. It's secure. And this song, I, I believe, came out around 1988. And this was like, this hit me perfect in the high school, like that, that zone of high school. And um, it, it's very coincidental. It, the song's Pictures of You. It's a beautiful song. It's a wonderful song. And, um, this is this is for me more of a song of unrequited love. There was this girl I liked for four years in high school, um, maybe three, and I, I you know I eventually did ask her out, but it didn't. You know she was. I said just don't say say whatever you want, say no whatever. Just don't say you want to be friends. I just don't like because that's like the cliche. So what does she say? She, she says I like someone else, but I want to be friends. I'm like, son of a word. I just told you. <laughs> so. Uh, Anyway, um, but the thing was this, I was on my uh, high school yearbook. I was a photographer and then my senior, I was an editor. I don't know why I'm bragging about that. Wow. But, um, so I would take a lot of pictures throughout the school. It got me out of class. I got to go on um, 
you know, I would go with like the girl. I would go with the different teams to away games and take pictures. Just, just it was fun. It was really good access to a lot of different things. It was it. It's probably one of the reasons I was able to kind of float in and out of different social groups. Yeah, what does because that have to do with this girl? Listen. Oh. So everybody, lo- everybody loves the guy with the camera. You know. Okay. So um, obviously, I like this girl. So I had a camera. So what would I do? I would take. I would take a lot of pictures. Of Did her. you see for the school paper? I was like, for the yearbook? For the yearbook? Yeah. Um, (laughs) And she knew I wasn't creeping or nothing. I'd ask her. And uh, so I have all these pictures of her to the point where the yearbook advisor would be like, "Um, you know, there's more than one senior in this building, right? (laughs) (laughs) So uh, anyway, so the song's called Pictures of You. And the opening lyric is, I've been looking so long at these pictures of you that I almost believe that they're real. I've been living so long with my pictures of you that I almost believe that these pictures are all I can feel. Um, so after she politely, like very politely turned me down, you know, thank you. That's sweet. But I like someone else and let's be friends. That devastated me. Did know? she like it, someone it, else? So did what she date? Yeah, she, she did. She, she did. Um, yeah, I think she dated a guy from another school. From Canada. Yeah, <laughs> got a fiance in Canada, Ontario, Canada. Um, you're an idiot, you know. What? You haven't talked this much, nor your stupid love story. <laughs> Sorry. Anyway, so again, it's a cure. I love the cure. The cure is known for, or at least they were known for, kind of that emo. I don't know that emo existed until the cure. I mean, there was the Smiths, um, but I think the cure really kind of developed the, at least the look. You know, with, with guys wearing the black eyeliner and did the black clothing. I did not do that. No. Oh, I don't. Yes. Um, no, you know, I don't I don't dress up yet. Uh, yeah, so I had already liked The Cure a lot, mostly because of Just just Like Heaven, which is a fantastic song. And um, up until this point, I kind of would skip their slower, more uh, sad song. And, and they... Dude, the cure does sad songs like nobody does sad songs. Like they hit you, <laughs> or at least it did. You know, at least 15, 16 year old Jonathan in high school, it hit hard. And um, and then I kind of, I, I kind of felt like I was growing up because I was able to, to experience those emotions and, and through the music and stuff like that. And it's just, it's just a wonderful song. And how old are you? Do you remember how old you 15 were? Fifteen or sixteen. What, what is that like? Sophomore. Uh, sophomore year, yeah. Sophomore year. Sophomore did, did you like her for like a long time? I liked her from the day I met her freshman year until, I mean, I still liked her after I asked her out, but um, that was like junior year I asked her out. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, it was rough. God. It was rough. Um, High school love yeah. sucks. <laughs> well, and the weird thing is I, I really didn't know it. I mean, you know, looking back now, 40 years, you know, whatever, 30 something years later. I didn't know anything about. It. She was really, really pretty. And that's that's pretty much all I had on her. She's like, <laughs> she's like really pretty. <laughs> so when you hear this song, do you you know, bullseye? Do you go right right to to, to thinking of her? Like, no. You know what the funny thing is? I, I don't really think of her that much anymore because it's it's a song I always go back to after a breakup. Mm, mm-hmm. Um. So it, it's kind of like girl of the month at this point like when i hear the song it's like who's the most recent one um 
because it's I mean it's Universal's pictures I mean that's when you break up that's what you got to do you got to get rid of I mean I never we the high school girl and I never had the high school pictures together obviously but as I, you know you got older and you had girl I had girlfriends and you know we had pictures and what do you do with those pictures like some people burn them some people throw them out um, I don't do that because I don't I, you know I try to I try to remember that there were good times in those moments and I don't, you know, I don't regret them. I, and you got to go through the pain to get to the pleasure. Right. That's my, my opinion. Yeah. So yeah, like, <clears throat> so pictures of you is, is, is one of my go-to. And even if, even if I'm not in a relationship or not breaking up, it's, you know, I just, you ever just want to feel a certain emotion and you put on a certain song? Oh, sure. So this is what I want to feel. Why would you want to feel melancholy? Maybe it's a rainy day. Maybe you had a hard day at work and you just put on a melancholy song just to kind of smooth everything out for you. So yeah, little pictures of you. I can't talk about it enough. Can't talk about secure enough. You, you follow her on Facebook? I don't. <laughs> I don't. I, I really don't. I'll, you know what's funny? Uh, when Facebook, you know, when Facebook exploded in 07 or 08 or whatever. Yeah. Um, everybody, like everybody from high school, was contacting each other and all this stuff. And you yeah, have those right. couple of month periods where, like, hey, oh my god, what are you doing? I haven't seen you. Catch up, catch up. Oh, we should do this. We should do that. You never do anything. Mm-hmm. And then they just sit in your friend thing for years, and then. You know, I purged most of my, like, if, if my, I, I, I'm of the opinion is if I wanted to keep you in my life, we'd still be talking, you right. know? Yeah. So That's I purged true. it. I mean, it's nice, nothing, and it's not like I'm angry at those people. It's just like, you know, we, we drifted apart. We, we caught up and now, you know, we're cool. Right, <laughs> we don't right. have to be on Facebook friends. Yeah. <laughs> that kind of, but even then I didn't, I think I saw her at my 10 year reunion. I haven't gone to any other reunion about my 10 year reunion. Was she at my 10 year reunion? I think she was. Does she still look good? Um, yes. What well, was funny? Because I went to my ten-year reunion uh, with a buddy of mine. Uh, I was coincidentally working with a with a guy I went to high school with, and um, so we went together. And uh, I was like, dude, you know, the girls probably got you know gained weight and don't look as good as they did. But this was just when the boom was like people were working out like for realsies. <laughs> all the girls look so hot. It, it was insane. They're all like 28, 27, 28, 29. They're all hot. All the dudes, and I, I'm not lying, dude. Every single dude had was balding and got like like bellies. Wow. It was insane. <laughs> I was looking around. I was like, I was like the baseball team. I'm like, what happened to you? You were like happy. <laughs> you know? And I felt good because I was like, oh my God, I'm balding and I'm going to have a belly. I'm going to look ridiculous. Oh, look, we all look alike. <laughs> <laughs> But the girls are like, oh my god, I can't. They look so good. No, that's <laughs> like, so wow, wow. Yeah. Cool. Did you ever go to any reunions? Uh, no, no, I didn't go to my reunion. I had, oh geez, I had this stupid seminar I had to go to. Um, but that night, I got a call from my buddy, and they passed a cell phone around, which is yeah, it was a big deal back then to pass a cell phone around, right? And which I got reunion to speak was to him. Uh, I believe so. Yeah, it probably was. Well, you're 89, right? You're plus 90. Oh, you're 90 also. Okay. Dude, our 30th is coming up. Look at that. It's 2020 already. (laughs) (laughs) That's insane. Our 30-year reunion is coming up. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, so I I had a friend on. I I still keep in touch with one guy on Facebook, and he was our 25th or 20th, but he was begging me to go. I'm like, I, I have no desire. I have nothing to say to these people. Like, you know what I mean? It was just weird. I was... Yeah, I mean, I, I I liked them, but they weren't like, I don't know. I was just, you know, 
So no. I haven't gone to another one. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, there's some people that live in, in their high school years, and some people have moved on. So it sounds like you moved on. Yeah. Yeah. There are people from college I don't care to see. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. So, yeah, picture you by the cure. If you've never heard it, Google it, YouTube it, do it now. Do it now. Do it now. Spotify it. Pandora it. It's a good song. Very good song. Uh, okay. Let's see. My next song, Jonathan, is by the sultry voices of the boys to men. This song is called End of the Road. Uh, I'm try- I was trying to think, does this song have like a deep, deep meaning to it? I think if, like like you said, if if there is like a go-to song, I guess, of, of like a breakup or or a broken heart, this is probably like the, the song, I guess. It's a pretty... It is a great song, and I, and I love Boys to Men, but I think the other day I was listening to it, you know, for the show, like in really, really great detail, just trying to see what these guys are kind of talking about, and I said to myself, these guys are just pathetic, <laughs> because there's a part of this song, it, it, it's a great song, Wait, like I said, I do like... Boys to Men pathetic? No, 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 what I'm saying is, th- there's, this, there's this line in the, when, when the guy with a really deep voice... And he's, you know, he starts talking and someone's saying over him and stuff. And he basically says, hey, you know, I, I, what does he say? Something like, I knew you were out with another guy, but I didn't care. Uh, you know, go ahead and date him. But I'm here for you if you still want me. I'm like, bro, <laughs> just let it go, man. So I, I, that's the first time I really picked up on exactly what this guy was saying. But the guy, I guess the essence of the song is that he loves her so much, regardless yeah. of who she's dating. You know, he'll still pine for her and love her, and yeah, go ahead and date the guy. Yeah, I still love you too. You know, but <laughs> it's a great. Well, song. after he says all that, I'm, yeah, I'm looking at the lyrics. I think is says, "Girl, I'm here for you." All those times at night when you just hurt me and ran out with that other fella. I he says fella, it. by the way, baby. I knew about it. I just don't didn't care. You just don't understand how much I love. Do you love what? Yeah, I mean that's deep, man. That is deep with a deep voice too. He does it. That you love someone that deeply, and that and you don't he, care for your own. I'm not going to go out and cheat on you all night, just like you did, baby. But that's all right. I love you anyway. I love you anyway. I was like, come on, man. <laughs> well, this cut, is cut just like, cord. yeah. Uh, no, I'm making light of it, of course, you know. But beyond, you know, just recently, I th- I thought this was a really strong song. And, at that time, when was this? Like '90s, I guess, too. Like maybe mid mid '90s, late '90s, I guess. This, I mean, I think almost everything that Boyz II Men did was gold. I mean, they had they had album ninety two. Was it ninety two? Yeah. It, the the album I think is just called Boyz II Men, and it, like every song was incredible. Oh, that is that the same one as Motown Philly? Oh, same album? Um, no, I'm not too sure about that one. I think that was like one of their first albums. I think. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, so you that know song for is, like sucker. that one and um. <laughs> What's their song about dead people? Oh, uh, with Mariah Carey. Oh, One Sweet Day. Yeah, that's a deep I don't know why song. I was confused. For some reason, when you when you said End of the Road, I'm like, wait a minute, is that a song you play at their funeral? <laughs> like, <laughs> like oh, that no. One Sweet Day song, dude, can make me cry sometimes. And you know, not that I really associate with anyone, but that is a right. sad, sad song. That is a sad song. It, I mean, there are just some songs you don't need to listen to, and that's one of them. That's it's a beautiful song, too. Absolutely, yeah. There'll be sad songs to make you cry. Yeah, that's one of them. All right, yeah, no, that's a good one. I like. And boys, the band they 
And they had another song on bended knee. I wonder if that's a love song. Oh, that's a great song. On bended knee, yeah. Yeah, we're gonna. I'm, I'm claiming that one for our Valentine's Day mixtape. Okay, terrific. <laughs> All right, that's yours. Oh yes, by the way, we're doing Valentine's Day. <laughs> We're going to do mixtapes until you tell us to stop. <laughs> um, no, because we had so much fun doing them. All right, very cool. I like it. Yeah, they're not I even in uh, anymore. I think they're one of them left the group or something. One of them, yeah, I think he's, he has, like, throat problems. So he, Is it they're, the deep voice guy? I don't know. There are threesome now, so I don't know. Hmm. I don't know. Oh, that's too bad. Yeah, I wonder how they make up for that fourth guy. Do what ACDC does. Dude, they hire anybody to be in that band at this point. <laughs> Dude, Journey does. Let's go on YouTube and find a find a guy in a cover band yeah, in the Philippines. Yeah, could do that. Easy, mm. easy. But this is a cool song. When you if you go on YouTube and hear people cover this, it's it's amazing. It absolutely, it's amazing. It's, it's such a good song. Oh, I'll have to look at covers. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll send you like a good one. You mean famous people covered, or like other musicians, or just like amateurs? Okay, so, so the one cover I saw. Uh, I don't know if they're famous, but they're from the Philippines, and they nailed it. Like, gave oh, me the chills. It was so good. Yeah, at the seven-minute link. I'll, I'll see if I can find it. Yeah. We'll put on, well, maybe we'll put it on Facebook, too. Uh, okay, cool. Okay. What you got? Key. Alan. Wow. How can I just let you walk away? Just let you leave without a trace. Oh, jeez. When I stand here taking every breath with you, ooh. You're the only one who really knew me at all. Against all odds by the <laughs> indomitable Phil Collins. This is a fantastic song. Yeah, I think I slipped my wrist a couple times off over this song. I mean, I've, I have vivid memories of turning this song all the way up and just singing it. All right, who broke just, your heart into this one? This like, is You must have been like 8th grade, 7th grade or so, right? Pick a number, dude. <laughs> all of them this is this is just like the cure this is one i go back to all the time yeah it's just awesome it's it's literally when i don't have the words to express the emotions i'm feeling it's against all odds it's pictures of you and maybe a few of these other ones it's just it's just heart-wrenching just to, like how is he supposed to let you walk away he's got to watch you leave like he's he's saying i have to watch you leave it's sad. And the worst part is, but us getting back together, you coming back to me, it's against all the <laughs> But then he goes, but it's a chance I had got to take. Come on. It's a deep song. And all he wants you to do is take a look at me now. I'll still be standing there. All right. I swear to God, I want to sing this whole song right now, and I don't know why. <laughs> so there isn't one particular person that... that that you think of when you hear the song? Um, honestly, no. So this is, yeah, we must have been like, what, 6th, 7th, 8th grade or so? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's when the hormones really are just messing with you. Yeah, I mean, I remember who I liked, but I didn't, in middle school, I liked this one girl, and I never told her. Actually, I told her later in high school. But kind of like, oh, I had a crush on you in middle school. <laughs> and, um, uh, yeah, so I never told her, and, uh, I just didn't. So I never really, specifically her, I never had that heartbreaking moment. It was, it was more of a longing, more of a staring at her from afar. And why don't you right notice now. me kind of thing? Yeah. Oh. Why didn't you notice me? I was so cute back then, though. Yeah, you were, actually. 
That's before age and time and, uh, and women got to me. <laughs> <laughs> and beer and carbohydrates. <laughs> Whatever happened to Phil Collins? He was, he was one of those guys that was, I don't know. again, like hit after hit and then he just disappeared. Yeah, I mean, he did it with Genesis. He did it solo. He did it with uh, uh, that guy Bailey, you know, Easy Lover. Oh, yeah. He did duets. He did, I mean, just picking, I mean, I could have put separate lives on this. Oh, separate lives. Another great another song. Oh, God. Separate lives. Like, you, against all odds, will help you slit your right wrist. And then separate lives will help you get your left wrist. Wait, I can't like, oh, I'm not dying quick enough. I'm not dying quick enough. Put on separate lives. Oh, there it is. Against All Odds is from a movie with Jeff Bridges, isn't it? Yeah, called Against All Odds. And okay. And Rachel, the other one was Separate Lives. That's Separate Lives was um the dancing movie. Yes. Wasn't it? Yeah. Gregory Hines, maybe? White Nights. White Nights. White Nights. Yes. That's, yeah. I like that song a lot. That's a really good Separate movie. Lives is insanely good. Yeah. Insanely good for I don't even know what it's about, but it's a sad song. Or You're getting the Collins too for now. Look it up. I'm looking up the lyrics because <laughs> crazy. That's a great it's song. A if I I would probably say it's probably one of my top Phil Collins songs. I guess. You call all right. So here's the opening lyrics. You called me from the room in your hotel, all full of romance for someone that you met, and tell me how sorry you were leaving so soon, and that you miss me sometimes, and that you miss me sometimes when you're alone in your room. Do I feel lonely too? This is the best. You have no right to ask me how I feel. You have no right to speak to me so kind. I can't go on just holding on to time now that we're living separate lives. What? Ah, so good. Oh, it's so typical. Love leads to isolation. Oh, my God. I'm just going to make this playlist and just, <laughs> just cry. cry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, it's a, it's a Phil Collins twofer against a lot of separate lives. Yeah, the guy was money. But then you get a song like Billy, Don't Lose My Number. You're like, what? <laughs> <laughs> At that point, he was like, ah, I'm just going to throw some words together. It's going to be a hit. Watch. And someone <laughs> bet him. He's like, oh, Phil, you can't just write whatever you feel like in and sell it. <laughs> yeah, watch this. <laughs> yeah, watch this. Billy, don't you lose mine. Or it's the studio. Yeah, that one I don't understand either. <laughs> That's another bet. I'm going to make a song that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, he should probably should have stuck to the uh, love songs. Yeah. It's in the air tonight to go one too. Which one? In the air tonight. I don't know if that's a love song though. Hmm. But uh, yeah, Phil Collins. I don't know what happened to him. I know his daughter acts. I think. I think his daughter is Lily Collins. No, no, the actress. Hmm. Yeah. Um. Yeah, Phil Collins. Uh, I have a funny story about Phil Collins. My brother's a big Phil Collins fan, right? And one Christmas, I was snooping in his room because he had all these Christmas gifts, like the bags. Pretty and I saw this really, like, awesome Walkman, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh, my God, my brother, he brought me a Walkman. So I'm like, I got to, like, I got to come big, you know, for him for Christmas. So I went out and I bought him, like, it was like a two-volume um, Phil Collins, like, music videos, I think. You know, they just put them on, on VHS. But it was two tapes and it was like 40 bucks for the whole thing. So I bought it for him. And I opened my gift, and it was like a $10 thing. I don't even know what it was. And uh turns out he bought the walkway for his girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> the worst part is I told him the whole story, and now every Christmas he reminds me. Remember that time you thought I bought you a walk? Yeah, I remember. Stupid. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. All right, that's cool. Cool story. All right, so against all odds, <laughs> you're an idiot in separate life. <laughs> That'll be my 2 and 2A. 
<laughs> okay, the next song I'm going to bring up is by the great Glenn Fry. The song is called The One You Love, right? And then it's weird that in parentheses in here, you don't know this one? No, no. It is a freaking sad song, dude. It is really sad. And I only heard this song, let's see, this movie came out early 80s, right? I didn't get exposed to this song, maybe not till like the late 90s when a girl gave me a mixtape, right? And, uh, and this song was on there. And because I didn't really go for her and stuff, but she made me a tape anyway. And I heard the song, and it's a sad song. So, jeez, I just want to read you the lyrics of this one. This is another sappy guy. So apparently, like she's sad, right? And she he says basically needs someone to talk to, and then uh, she gets on the phone, or some guy calls her, and uh, he overhears her leaving. You know, here here's my number. You know, I'm, I'm alone or whatever. You know. And he hears this, and he actually hears his girlfriend or wife talking to another guy. And he's saying, well, isn't that the same guy that kind of broke your heart? But I'm here for you. I'm here. I love you right now. you got to start choosing between him him or me, you know? It's a really sad song. <laughs> Bad for the guy. But in a, it's one of those things. It's kind of like, dude, if she wants somebody else, and she just needs to go. But that's just a cynical me. But, but it's a really <laughs> sad, sad song when you hear about it. But... Uh, yeah, you haven't heard the song at all? Oh my god, I'm reading the lyrics now. Are you gonna stay with the one who loves you? Or are you gonna go, oh my god, or are you going back to the one you love? Yeah. Oh, I, I could have used this song about five years ago. Are you, <laughs> me? are you gonna stay with the one who loves you? Or are you going back to the one you love? No, I never heard the song. Oh, Someone's gonna song. cry when they learn they've lost you. Someone's gonna thank the stars above. Yeah. Wow. Sad. Very simple song, you know. Not, 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 like the lyrics aren't that deep, but I, I guess what really hits home is that here's this guy. He understands that his, let's say, his wife is entertaining another guy or willing to talk to another guy, and he's like, "Hey, I'm here. You can talk to me." Oh, and I, I hate that part where she's like, "I heard you give his your number to him." It's like son of a bitch. <laughs> I just love that. That that's, that's that's a really good lyric. Are you going to stay with the one who loves you, or are you going back to the one you love? Wow. Yeah. Ah, women, man. What do they do to us? You think women make mixtapes? Yeah. No, <laughs> <laughs> Glenn Fry. If you hadn't heard this song, and, I, and apparently I, I did, I was talking to my friend about this, and she was kind of like, I, I kind of remember that one. But it is it is a really sad song. I feel bad for the guy. What's your next Yeah, song? I got to listen to it. Oh, my God. This is, golly, I don't know. This might be that Phil Collins for Suicide Watch. <laughs> oh, gosh. This song is painful painful it's bonnie Raitt. i can't make you love me yeah you can't you can't make it you can't yeah doesn't matter how much you love them back you can't make someone love you that's a freaking depressing song i can't make me love you if you don't you can't make your heart feel something it won't here in the dark in these final hours i'll lay down my heart and i'll feel the power but you won't no you won't because i can't make you love me if you don't boom so it's it sounds like it's their last night together and maybe he, I don't know, maybe he just broke up with her. Because she's like, turn down the lights, turn down the bed, turn down these voices inside my head, lay down with me, tell me no lies, just hold me close, don't patronize. I'll close my eyes, then I won't see the love you don't feel when you're holding me. Come on. I'll close my eyes, then I won't see the love you don't feel when you're holding me. 
morning will come and I'll do what's right. Just give me till then to give up this fight and I will give up this fight. She's just like, I just need tonight. This is heart wrenching. <laughs> Why won't you love Bonnie? Somebody love Bonnie. <laughs> I think she was dating Dennis Quaid at the time. Did she date Dennis Quaid? I think so. This this is when I'll do my Harvey Firestein. Well, my impression of of John Lovitz doing Harvey Firestein. <laughs> I just want to be loved. If that's so wrong. <laughs> This is like jazz song. It's, God. It's, it's, yeah, maybe I should have listened to these music, these songs tonight. <laughs> Was anyone associated with this song for you? Um, let me see. When's this coming out? I usually I know by the year. Oh, this was 1992, also. So that guy was college. I know who. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. freshman year. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. Oh, uh, oh! Now that I know who it is, this is. Oh sad. my god! This is really sad. Now. It all just came back to me. Oh my god! <laughs> my, my belly hurts. My tummy hurts. Oh. Oh, now I feel for you, man. Oh, I hurt. Did I tell you, you I right saw now. I saw her like three years ago. Did you? where? Um, in, in Atlantic City. I'm not kidding. Tour. Did, yeah, you, did you talk to her? There. I did. Oh, cool. I was all fatted out and disgusting looking. She's just so good looking. She still like, looks good? She does. Mm. Well, I saw her even more recently on Facebook, and uh, um, she started working out. So she's kind of, she's like got that muscle girl look now, which like when I saw her, I think she was working out, but it was like that nice, still feminine look. Okay. Where now, she's like, she's got some big ass arms now. Jonathan. And she was a, did you ever see her? Did you ever meet her? Uh, no, uh, no, 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 no. She's, no. she's very petite, but now, uh, yeah. So I'm not saying she's unattractive. I'm just saying she's more muscular than I prefer on women. Um, but she's married and has kids and stuff like that. So. Oh. Uh, oh my God, man! I just it totally hit me. I don't think I thought about this song and her together. Wow. <laughs> probably on purpose. I probably blocked it. Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I never met. I never met her, but I know you talked to her like a lot, and I know how much she meant to you. So <laughs> when you said that, you were like, oh, "I know exactly who this is." That was my. That was and and I didn't date me. Um, I don't know if she's my chasing Amy, but she was my. She was like love, like that yeah. was love, like all this high school stuff was crushing all that nonsense, right? Not nonsense, but you know what I mean. But this was like love. This was like my first experience, like being in love, and and right. we were very, very close friends. And we never dated, but I, we, you know, she was always dating someone. The funny thing is, we were it was freshman year of college, so we were and we both have late birthdays, so we were both seventeen when we started college. And um, it was so fun. I just remember because she was dating a twenty three year old. And I remember thinking twenty three is so old. <laughs> I used to I used to bag on him all the time about being so old. Dude, he was 23. <laughs> I was like, what are you dating a grandpa for? It was just so funny. I think back now. Wait, I'm he like, was 23? Yeah. Wow. I didn't know when they were dating. No, no kidding. Yeah. Well, they they broke up. I think he broke up her so- our sophomore year. Hmm. You need to make a move? 
Nice. Yeah, that's a whole thing. You know, if you think about it, you know the whole you know the whole story. I know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Come on for the podcast. Oh my god, this is my <laughs> Oh, freaking Bonnie Reed. That and that's like the perfect song for that relationship. It is. It is. Can it make her love? Yeah. Oof. That's sad. All right, let's move on. Let's move on. <laughs> this, this is, I knew it. Gosh, I knew this was going to be rough. <laughs> oh, maybe. Uh, hopefully it'll be therapeutic, I guess. Right? Hey, maybe we'll see. Okay. I thought it was over. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I mean, I am over her, obviously, but you know. This next song, if I had to pick the one song I think that, that really, I think, kicked my ass, it's uh, Brian McKnight's One Last Cry. It is such a freaking sad song, and uh, it's one of those, I think, songs where, you know, you're broken up already. You're you're trying to move on. You know, you're kind of like, all right, I'm in I'm in a good place, and then you see her, not to see her, but she's with another guy already, you know, and that that's where it's one of those, oh, it's it's real, you know, like it's it's done. She's dating someone. Um, you know, I'm not going to have her back anymore, you know, something like that. And that's, that's that song for me, that one last cry, you know, it's, you know, maybe someone that you loved and, and maybe you had me had like a little, a little hope, but when she's with someone else that, that, that hope kind of melts away pretty quickly. Yeah. And don't they always start dating again before we do? What is that about? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's supposed to be a race. When you break out with someone, go find someone else. I know, right? (laughs) <laughs> especially that's the hard thing about college because you always see each other on campus mm. and then you see her walk around with some new dude you're like oh man yeah. <laughs> and you're walking alone <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely yeah yeah this this song with this this song kicked my butt dude i don't know who did it to you in the early 90s but someone someone really <laughs> rocked your world in the early 90s <laughs> You have this is like all the six month window, you know that your songs so far. <laughs> one girl getting over another. Yeah. <laughs> but but I, I got a I got I got a I got a good mind over it now. I'm good. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Yeah, I, I can I can easily laugh. So let, let me ask you. I don't know the lyrics of the song. So, but he's saying one last cry. Do you think this is the like he? I'm, this is I'm moving on. I'm just gonna have this one last cry and I'm moving on. That's exactly it. Yeah. I'm not thinking about you no more. I'm moving. Yeah, yeah. he just wants to have that one last cry and just okay, this is it. I, I see that you're you've gone on with yourself. Let me have my cry, and then I can go on now. You know, so it's such a a, a song where it's just so definitively it, like that relationship is done. You know, it's like you're just mm-hmm. moving on. So it's it's a sad but good song, I guess. Yeah, because you're transitioning into that. I'm better off without you, or I'm strong, you know, that kind of stuff. And that's a different mixtape, which we may do a show on. <laughs> yeah, I also like the fact that it's 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 a guy saying, hey, it's okay to cry. I'm like, oh, you're right, man. It's okay to cry. Brian McDade said it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> Screw you guys. <laughs> <laughs> uh, look, it's definitely okay to cry under your covers in a locked bedroom. With your <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. I'm a crying, you're crying. I'm <laughs> a <laughs> crying, you're crying. So he had what, two or three good songs, right? Back at one, wasn't that him? Yeah, yeah, that's a great song. I like that one. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay, Drew. <laughs> uh, is it my turn? Yeah, it must be my turn. All right, Alan, my final song. All right, there you go. Now, what's cool about this, well, I don't know if it's cool, but what's, uh, 
special? I don't know. Whatever. It's cool. What's cool about this song is that it, it was on the greatest hit CD, but I never knew it when it was a hit. Um, I just happened to own the CD because I like the other songs on it. And it didn't I, I didn't really listen to it closely until I had gone through a breakup. Um, and I'm like, oh, what's this song? And then as I listen, I'm like, oh, my God, this is so heart wrenching. And it's it's. It's I'll Never Get Over You, Getting Over Me by Expose. Expose was kind of a, a, a female was a female group, um, and they did freestyle music. I don't know if you remember, like, in the mid to late 80s and early 90s, freestyle music was really big. Like, it's really dance music. Mm-hmm. And Expose was really known for, like, I'm at the point of no return and things like that. You're taking me to the point of no return. Um, and they had this song, Never Get Over You, Getting Over Me. And it's just... It's heart wrenching, and I, I would say around two thousand, two thousand one, the girl I was dating then, and um, this is almost kind of like that, that, you know, you see the girl with someone else, um, because then you know she's over you, you know, mm-hmm. and so the song, you know, the song basically saying, look, I'm, I'm, you're, you're over me, I get that, but I'm never gonna get over the fact that you're over me, um, because obviously you're still holding on to something, for her. Um, So like lyrics, like, I know you should get that. I should get out of my life, but a life looted out. You could never be right. As long as the stars shine down from the heavens, as long as the rivers run to the sea, I'll never get over you getting over me. I try to smile so that her won't show, telling everybody I was glad to see you go. But the tears just won't go away. Loneliness found me. Looks like a tear to stay. Um, just, just really, really. And it's really sweetly sung. The three, you know, the three uh, vocalists are very good together. And, um, yeah, this is 2000, 2001-ish. Um, yeah, this was one of those things where I, I had to make, didn't have to, not because of her, but it was really a tumultuous period in my life. A lot of changes. I changed not just jobs, but careers. You know, mm. I mean, you know this. I was doing one thing and I went into something else. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, it was like a whole new beginnings and, and I, like I, I had to leave all that behind and and, and, and start over and it was uh, yeah it was it was this crazy time I almost moved away you know I grew up in New Jersey and my family's in New Jersey I almost moved all the way across the country to Colorado um, I'm not not just because of her but just kind of that was like all right maybe because this is over I need to make some real changes anyway wow um, and they were all positive change I didn't move which was good because my you know, my family got bigger a, a year later, and and you know those those children who are now teenagers are very important to me, hmm. and um, I'm glad I was able to be here and, and be around them as I grew up, um, and my job, my, it was a, a better career for me, and um, yeah, so it, it actually worked out. It worked out. Oh, it's, it's the, the weird thing is that because I was really scared when I quit my job and all because I, I I never done this before. I quit without having another job lined up. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. I because I made the decision. I said, if you don't quit, you're never gonna quit. Because I was feeling trapped, and uh, so I quit. And I'm, I quit in like August. My birthday's late October. And I said to myself, if I don't have a job by my birthday, I'll I'll do anything. I'll go to retail or something. You know what I mean? I'll just take any job. Um, so I was able to. It was fun thing is I didn't have a job by my birthday. Our mutual friend Fred got me a job in retail, which I think you know about the store I used to work at. Mm-hmm. And like the next weekend, I got a real job, but I kept the other job anyway. So <laughs> I was working retail on the weekends. I'm working on the other job during the weekdays. Um, yeah, so it was, it was, but it was always positive. So 
I look back now, it's because of that. I, I can look back and be like, well, I'm not so afraid to take chances or to make big changes because I did it right and it worked for me. And, I, you know, I, I just think if I'm smart about it, if I ever needed to, I never had to do anything big like that again. But if I ever had to, I don't think I'd be too worried about it. Right. Yeah. yeah but yeah, it's, it's a great song. Yeah. It's a great song. Never get over you getting over me. Oh, cool. You know, dang it, you got over me first. <laughs> <You know? laughs> it's that little, that little twist. Because that's the way. You know, if they break up with you and then they get over you quicker, you're like, oh, come on. <laughs> yeah, it sucks. You're okay? You, you held up pretty well? I'm good, man. Yeah, that uh, Bonnie Raitt one really threw me for a loop. <laughs> <laughs> was that it? Did you do four? I did four already? Yeah, I'm done. Oh, that was quick. Tap yeah, I don't know if my much is taken. I mean, the thing is this. We can make another... We could do another episode with more songs. I, you know, just separate lives popped into my head. I'm like, oh my god, I could have chosen that one. Um, yeah, but maybe, maybe maybe in a year we'll do another one. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta build up my emotional walls again. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I have a lot of those, like those kind of songs that really hit me. I guess because, like I said, "End of the Road" you can almost apply it to almost anything or any any kind of thing in your life. I guess because it is kind of a generic thing. But yeah, it was cool. I'm looking. I'm more looking forward to the balance. If we do a mixtape, you know, love songs. Ah, all day, bro. We are. Yeah, if we all are. day, all day, I can do that one. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I like that one because, well, we have to figure out: are we are we talking about like you're in the relationship and you're expressing how you feel about her, or are you wooing her? Yeah, because those do. are two we different can... mixtapes. I think they're two different mixtapes. Yeah, I guess I don't know. I don't know if I use the mixtape to and woo then the song somebody. to keep the girl. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I have in the past. It worked very well. It yeah. worked very very well. Hey, all right. Well, then we're gonna do a. This is gonna be like a good for the public, I guess. Woo. The, the Wu tape. The Wu tape. <laughs> Not the Wu Tang, but the Wu. All right, Jonathan, that was fun. Let's see. We got here, uh, some thank yous. We have John Usman. He's a 90s kid who loves everything about that decade. Well, thank you for following us, John. Very cool. Yes, thank you, John. Yeah. And he liked our X Men episode, our X Men action, action figure episode. So that's yeah, awesome. That was cool. We love getting feedback on individual episodes. Yeah. And then we got here, uh, oh, this person followed us on YouTube, Gilbert Vidowry. Thank you. Thank you, Gilbert. Thank you, Gilbert. Yeah, that was cool. Uh, what's going on with uh, Mom's Basement Collectibles, Jonathan? Mom's Basement Collectibles. Uh, still posting um, uh, comic book covers and collectibles of uh, things I've had since 1984 up to now um i've went through this past week in the final comic book box and i found some hidden treasures some of which i shall be posting at some point still undecided what i'm going to do with them um like how am i going to sell them or should i get them graded then sell them all that kind of stuff uh, but i'm not in a rush so I'm, I'm taking my time with it and uh yeah we get some great feedback i mean just just the re remembering some of these old old comic books and it's weird because i i read up I read comics up until about 2011, and um, I remember so clearly the 80s stuff than I do like the 2011 stuff. Like I look at it and I look at the books. I'm like, did I even, did I read this? I don't even remember reading it. <laughs> um, and the thing is, as a collector, like you want you know mint copies, 9.8s and stuff like that. But I was thinking about it because a lot of my a lot of my stuff is not mint because I 
I was I read them and I read them over and over again. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, you know, I'm kind of happy that my some of my books have this wear to them. You know what I mean? Right, right. That means I cared about them. That means I read them over and over again. Um, yeah, that Incredible Hulk 300, I, dude, I read that thing about a million times. I love that story. Which one? Uh, Incredible Hulk 300. What happens there? That is when the Hulk is uh, mindless. Like Banner's gone. Basically, oh. he's gone. And he's just rampaging in New York City. Right. And all the heroes. And I remember telling you about this ep- uh, issue because you you used to tell me you liked when other heroes guest starred in other books. Yeah. And this had all the Manhattan heroes in it because they were all trying to stop the rampaging Hulk. And, and they each have like this, like Spider-Man has a moment, Daredevil has a moment, Doctor Strange has a moment, the Fantastic Four, the Avengers. They all have their little moments in this book and they solve the problem by, it's almost, it's kind of similar to World War, World War Hulk, but it came out, uh, or Planet Hulk, but it came out 20 years earlier. Um, so they solve the problem by putting, by sending the Hulk to another dimension. And uh, Dr. Trade sets it up so he keep he, he just like he's never one dimension too long. And that's where the story went from there. It went like the next issues for a while. after That was him in different dimension in every issue, you know. Um, but that's how they solve it, because, you know, you know, the more he fights, the stronger he gets, the angrier he gets. And, and because he had no, you know, Bruce Banner was more or less gone. He was just the, 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 the force that was the Hulk. Cool. Incredible Hulk 300. Yeah, it was a great issue. That's awesome. Uh, let's see, Doctor Indiana Jones. I am at. Where am I? Motorcycle chase scene. Soon, I think that that'll be by the time the show drops. Motorcycle chase scene. Yeah, we're, we're moving along. Moving along. Uh, moving John, right along. <laughs> we're on Facebook, Nerd Me Podcast. Instagram, Nerd Me. Twitter, Nerd Me Podcast. YouTube, Nerd Me Podcast. Oh, I got a, I got a, I got a video, dude. I have to post it though. Um, of. Uh, some figure reviews that I got recently, um, and some bullwhips. Oh, nice, 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 nice. Yeah, um, my uh, my new Nightwing statue. I just got the notice; it's in the mail. So when that comes, I think I'm gonna do kind of a, a video of my Robin slash Disco Nightwing slash new Nightwing statue. Cool. So we'll see the progression of Dick Grace as a hero. Make it happen, Captain. Uh, if you have iTunes, please rate and review. We haven't had, we haven't, well, I haven't checked. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, if you like what we do, uh, please rate and review. Five stars if you can. It helps us get noticed. It kind of helps when you do searching for nerds. So please, it yeah. would really help the show if you like us and you like what we do and you want to have us keep going doing this kind of thing. Uh, yeah, a little review helps. Or uh, contact us through Instagram or Facebook. Jonathan and I are on both of those things. Yep. Mom's Facebook Collectibles on Instagram and Dr. Indiana Jones on Instagram. Um, and Facebook is Nerd in Me Podcast. Dr. Jones? Yeah. Dr. Jones. <laughs> okay. Till next time. Martha. Peace. Peace. See ya. Dude, I've been listening to Ron and Fez lately. <laughs> uh, have you? <laughs> I have. <laughs>